Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. Seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. I'm all into my own feelings. I don't care. I'm not into it. I'm tapping out. I don't oh. really give a shit. You feeling cranky? Yeah, no yeah, baby, no yes. baby cranky. Yes, yes. Man up, dude. Cross the goddamn board. We're your host, <laughs> Orsini's Uncensored Mind. I'm AJ Orsini. Once again, joined by the new, like the, mm. like the Howard Franco. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. We, we, we finally have. Uh, tandem husbands on the show now oh shit that yeah. sounded that sounded a little gay but yeah. i'm not sure i'll get All back right. to you on that one i don't know if you heard but tandem being be gay is not an insult anymore it's oh shit well then we're good cancer, dude let's cancer, go cancer culture. i just complimented <laughs> the shit out of ourselves oh shit dude say, we wish we were that kind of gay but <laughs> you would be so lucky yeah, to be, be so gay <laughs> you would be that lucky we don't want to get Dave Chappelle on this show, okay? So we got, mm-hmm. we got that going on for us. But yes, my brother is now a a, a married man now. Mm-hmm. Yep, I that I is. You got that yourself, I am. You got yourself a wife now, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a officially full time responsibility. Uh, gotta, I mean, mm-hmm. gotta keep them watered and fed and all that good stuff all yeah yeah all the adult things yeah yeah yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. pick up after him and get the plastic bag when you take him outside and all that <laughs> oh <laughs> shit yo i don't know what's worse me making a gay joke or you saying that you're gonna get fucking killed <laughs> we're dude. starting off on the right episode, <laughs> episode 210 we took a break last week coming back with a bang unfortunately there were maybe a few windows of opportunity but it just wasn't really nope. worth forcing it no. so and i did not want to right and so i did not so that's yeah. the reason why we were not here last week he has uh, spoken yeah i was i think the exact text message was i feel like a I feel like a camel's ass right now. I'm so fucking. I I was up to my ears in bullshit. I'm still up to my ears in bullshit. I have to do more shit when this is over. Um, this uh, this little section of schooling right now is killing me, and not for the reasons that people would think. 
the the section of my schooling that I am at is the student teaching portion. This is the end. This is supposed to be the portion where you just go into a classroom, observe, assist, and possibly even teach on your own. Some mm-hmm. classes. Get your feet wet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've, they've gone out of their way to make this as difficult a process as humanly possible and have the gall to ask along the way, how's your teaching experience going? Shitty, because you're making it shitty on purpose. Well, no, that's not okay. Listen, dude, that's not to see if you're doing okay. They're trying to see if you're going to. They're trying to gauge how close you are to quitting. Yeah. That's what that's what they do when they ask you. How I've you learned that. Maggot? Oh, how you like it? Is everything okay? Oh. No, I really don't know how much longer I can do this. Oh no, no, no! It gets better. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it gets easier along the way. No bullshit. Just so, remind yourself it's for the kids. Yeah, it's all for, yeah, it's all for <laughs> the children. Fuck them kids. Yeah, fuck them kids, for real. Uh, it's Halloween today. Halloween-y, as, it is. As we record. Now, the original plan, obviously, was for us to go live for a show. But as I just illustrated, right. window of opportunity is slim. I actually spent mm. last night doing shit. I'm going to spend tonight doing shit, too. So, we were not able to do the Halloween thing. Uh, and because of that. There was so much news that came out during the course of not only last week that we missed, but this week as well. I decided to screw all that stuff. Um, happy Halloween to everybody out there, but I'm just going to give you the heads up now. Not a Halloween-heavy show we got planned for you guys. Maybe we'll hit you back up during Thanksgiving or something. I don't fucking know. But there's a lot of real shit that we got to talk about here today. First of which, and I don't have this on your run sheet here, but I just got to ask the question. You went on a honeymoon pseudo pseudo your version of it for now yeah no i don't even like to call it a honeymoon because it wasn't what we would have wanted to do but it was a little vacation after the wedding i'm about to call it that okay all right so a little (laughs) celebration after the wedding where did you go again we went to in hindsight a very shitty place we went to the new york side of niagara falls Mm. and uh the hotel was nice uh, but the moment you leave the hotel, it was literally surrounded by uh, abandoned buildings and houses that are all boarded up. So we were like, oh, this is nasty. So I tried my best to keep my wife's spirits up because she was not happy at all. Her favorite thing is the scenery and it was all trash. So I did my best to keep her spirits up. We went to Buffalo, which wasn't necessarily any better but it was a little bit better and then we just spend the rest of the day in the hotel so yeah oh, that was pretty much that, well, that was <laughs> don't great. go to new york side of niagara <laughs> two out of five stars would not recommend oh my god it was well, it was bad but i had a feeling whatever. that that was the direction that the trip was headed and that's why i wanted to bring up that i feel like i feel like it was overdone right. it felt like you had done too much to yourself Mm-hmm. Because instead of going to Niagara Falls, if you'd have taken the time to just stop by Staten Island, a place where all of the dreams come from, newlyweds, but overweds, people have been married for a long time, people like myself, they could all enjoy their time at the sweet, sunny, pleasant side of Staten Island. 
All right. Well, you know what? You make a joke, but that probably would have been way <laughs> less expensive and actually way better. So I'm not even going to make that joke to her because she would have been like, fuck, we should have went there we instead. Went to fucking Staten Island. No. When you went to Niagara Falls, that reminded me of, if I'm not mistaken, that was, you attempted to make that trip before and it got canceled. Well, Canada side twice. Well, a long time. That's where we really want to go to. The, I really want to go to Canada and just visit there and just look around. But we went the first time we wanted to do it. Uh, I forget what stopped us. Oh, I think it was COVID. Literally, yes. like we just it wasn't smart enough to just. I think it was still open at the time, but it wasn't smart to do it. So we just ended up squashing everything. And then, um, yeah, we wanted to do it now, which we would have. We had the hotel and everything, and it was far cheaper over there. But uh, our passports, because of everything that's going on now, was delayed and they told us it wasn't going to come until November. So we literally we physically couldn't go because of the passports. Mm. So we got canceled twice on it. So that's sad. We're going to go at some point. Yeah. But as of right now, we did an audible and we yeah. threw an interception. No, so whatever. No. <laughs> threw an interception. So for those of you out there. Uh... If you want to take a guess as to whether or not a place is shitty, if you hear the words New York in there, it's probably shitty. We didn't realize, you know what? It actually turned in somewhat of a day of a history lesson, which, if you know me, makes the day even worse. But we learned so much about the area and why it's fucking so abandoned, pretty much. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I don't we understand don't know. our city is shitty. Here's uh, why. No, it was like New a York. Starship tree. Do you want to know more? <laughs> and you know what's funny too because i believe we had a hotel in the city at one point and that we were gonna go to but i was like come on it's just a city like let's do something new and different yeah fuck that call up we should have just stayed in the city we would have been a little bit better but i digress so that's the problem with going outside the box the box is safe yeah, it is nice, and nice, warm comfy, and wet. Cozy. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, wrong box. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you no, no. on that zag. Disregard, know, disregard my well, last Bobby, don't comment. Don't disregard completely. You're not wrong in your second. <laughs> it's, it's just not applicable here. Yeah, it's not applicable here. In okay, go to the conversation. Up, it up. We move on. Yeah, we will move on. And we, like I said earlier, we're not doing a whole lot of Halloween stuff here today because uh, we didn't really have the time to prepare for all that. You've been busy. I've been busy. Shit uh, the one thing, I guess, in Halloween I do have that was kind of caught by surprise yesterday okay. that caught my interest. And I know it's not going to be the same way all the way through. I am going to double back and check out that Halloween Havoc because oh. my buddy was watching it. And he showed me one match that looked actually like a like the ass end of a match. And it looked pretty good. So I might double back, but I did watch a little bit after it and it was cheesy. So I don't know. But it it, it didn't look too bad. Like I said, with the new NXT style, I'm a little bit uh easier on them and their corniness. Oh god. So I'll I don't know. I might take a look at that. So if anybody missed it, there was at least one good match that I saw, but you I didn't let watch me the know whole what thing. That match is, and I'll watch that match. But I'm it was watch. the women's ladder match. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. How, it was pretty how, good. How did that wind up being? I, I don't. One? I was shown they did a couple pretty neat spots. I was like, okay. I heard that Io Shirai killed herself, but other than well, that, I mean, that's what makes a good match, yeah, though, right? Great ladder match, anyway. Sure. Right. So then it was. <laughs> uh, it was decent. It was decent. Uh, Again, like I said, my expectation of my bar for NXT right now, and it's they're putting it there for me, which is good. Is very, very, very low. So to see something that was like that stood out, so I'll give it a shot. 
That's everybody at this point. And it was Halloween topic, so I just want to throw something out there. Sure. Give it a look, guys. Come on. <laughs> they worked really hard on oh, it. Just give yeah. them a just, just a quick look. Okay. Skip just, all the skits. There you go. Skip right, skip. Yeah, as soon as, the, as soon as the first zombie comes out, just fucking yeah, just walk away. Just walk away. Right, right, right. Burn right. your television set as soon as For that sure. happens. Oh uh, yeah, but we have uh, we do have some other topics here we're gonna talk about. Uh, one of which is humongous. We're gonna save this one for last, but define humongous. More uh, earth shattering for someone. Oh, like okay, me. all right. Because well. Ring of Honor situation to mm-hmm. me is. I don't know. It's very. It's an almost an emotional topic to even talk about. The fact that we're here is so weird, and I want to talk about that. We're not going to start with that. That's that's our main event of the evening here. I'm going to wait for that one because I don't I don't know where where I'm headed with that one to be honest with you. But uh, I asked you to watch Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. We'll start with that. I asked you to okay. watch Crown Jewel. The reason why I wanted you to watch Crown Jewel is because I wanted to make plethora. Because there was of something course. that pissed you off. Oh and my god! First of all, I couldn't yes, find it. You couldn't find it. So I, that was my first question for you. Did you enjoy this event? Actually, uh, the thing that stood out to me is that I feel like I feel like because they're forced to not do all the bullshit, they were forced to have plain good matches. Like for instance, the one that stood out in my head was the Dewdrop and uh, what's her name? Um, Selena Vega. Yeah, Selena Vega match. I thought that was really good, and I literally pointed out to my buddy and I was like, "Look, when they're forced to not do the sexy shit, which don't get me wrong, I was I told him I said I said verbatim I said uh, I would like to I'd like to see Selena Vega in a nice outfit just like anybody else, but." because they were forced to skip the sexy shit and they were forced to do, to move a certain way. I feel like the match, like they were a little bit more focused on the match than the, the extra stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was across the board. Like all the matches were that way that it just kind of, I don't know. They were the, the matches came off a lot better in my opinion. Like they were just a lot more fun to watch and it could have been that crowd. That crowd was nuts, man. They oh, just yeah. were like so happy to have them there. <laughs> Holy shit, that dude. That crowd was always hot over there. They popped for fucking But everything. I'm a I'm a mark for a good crowd. Like I'll watch a shitty show and if the crowd is having fun, dude, I'm fucking with it. So The Hell in a Cell match. That was mm-hmm. our opener. Mm-hmm. And what were your thoughts on the Hell in a Cell match? What did you think of that one? It was a good match. It was alright. It was a good match. It wasn't like Nothing crazy, but the problem is, and this is why I don't like spoilers. It wasn't necessarily a spoiler. It wasn't necessarily a spoiler, but I don't, I don't, I like going in without knowing anything at all. My problem was, is that I saw your post before I saw that match. So now every single time they grabbed something, <laughs> I was thinking of the shit you said, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which it didn't bother me. I'm sitting thinking, I'm like, well, I wonder why this bothers him so much, but. Yeah, they used a bunch of shit in the match, but again, I thought it was—I thought it was a good match. I didn't have a problem with it, which is saying something because I'm not a big um, Seth Rollins guy. I like what he's doing now; it's better than the last gimmick he was doing. But I'm still just not a Seth Rollins guy. So, ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so, what what was it that All drove right. you crazy? All right, first and foremost, I I was irritated right out of the gun. 
when they did the intro, because I know what this is, right? I know what the trip to Saudi Arabia really is, right? It's it's an obvious cash grab, duh. Uh, they're paying. They're paying straight up. They're, they don't even. They're not even looking at ticket sales because they're they're paying for this thing straight up. Like it's not even an issue for them. So they're not booking the card toward a particular. Let's draw some money with this type deal or whatever the case, right? That the right. old school way of putting these matches together or yada yada yada. It's out the window because it's a flat rate event. They're just paying straight up for it. WWE right. is actually using this perfectly as a as their October pay per view as opposed to spending money on another show. They're just using this as their October pay per view. We're going from this double to, dip. I get it. Yeah, they're doing they're doing they're going right from this to uh, Survivor Series. So the, even the plan on paper all sounds really, really good. What okay. kills me as a viewer is, and I was irritated moment one, when the show begins and they hit us with the package. And the package was like, what was the exact line they fucking used? It's like a, a, a show at a place that brings out the best in all of us. And I was like, all right, I'm sure that was a paid spot, right? No... No rational human being is going to say that this is the place that brings out the people and then bring out all the women they did in the way they did. Okay, no, you're talking out of both sides of your face, but I get it. Because, again, it's a flat rate deal. All right, cool, I'm going to take the ride, right? Because that's what these people are paying for. They're paying for the WWE to essentially advertise, hey, our company, I mean, our country is changing. Mm -hmm. We're not the beheading people you guys see on these youtube videos we're 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 up to date we're with it right that's the whole point of these shows on the saudi arabia end that's the whole point of these shows it's an advertising ploy look at us we're cool we're hip so i get the package i'm irritated by it but i get the package i understand to a degree i'm like all right cool then the show starts and they go right into rollins and edge and i fucking i was in waney's house and I almost chucked my laptop across the fucking room. I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. I actually turned it off for a split second. I was like, I need a moment to myself. You can't start off the fucking program with the goddamn Hell in a Cell. Now, I know people are going to hear this and they go, AJ, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view starts and ends with a Hell in a Cell. What are you talking about? Yes, it does. It's dumb then. And it's even more dumb now because at the very least, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, the anticipation from fans is violence. We're going to get a lot of destruction here. It's Hell in a Cell. We've got at least two Cell matches. There are some pay-per-views where they had three. The Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, you're expecting Hell in a Cell, some point in the show. No, I mean, that. even to me, that's a little excessive. Like When I think Hell in a Cell, I think main event, Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Not a bunch of Hell in a Cell matches, so but again, whatever. So we're starting with it, right? Right. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, I've got two experienced Hell in a Cell performers in this matchup. I got Seth mm-hmm. Rollins. I got Edge. Both of these guys have been in there before. They know what to do. This at least will be a smart match because the last time Rollins was in a Cell was with The Fiend. And we all remember how that ended, right? So I'm thinking to myself, all right. We've got two smarter guys in here. This will be smart. They understand that they're first. There's nine matches to go after them, right? So it's a hell in a cell. They'll be smart, and they'll use the cell the way that, you know, they're supposed to, and then we'll leave some. Nope. No. They did everything in that match like it was the last match. Tables, ladders, chairs, 
the cell, blood, everything. They did everything mm-hmm. in this fucking thing. They, if you went to the circus and you bought a ticket for the circus and you knew on the ticket it was telling you 60 minutes, 90 minutes, it's going to be at least an hour you're going to be at this circus. And in the first five goddamn minutes, they've got the guy coming out of the cannon. Here comes the elephants. Here comes the clowns. Here comes the bearded ladies. Here comes the sword swallowers. And then mm-hmm. after 10 minutes of that, the remaining 40 or 50 minutes of this circus is going to be some dude reading fucking Pride and Prejudice sitting on a stool. It's not going to work. The show sucks, right? It They did everything humanly possible in this match. And then I said, okay, well, whoever, whoever follows this is fucked, right? Because you're just – what are you going to – you're going to follow a, 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 a stabbing and a shooting with a mugging. I don't know what happens next. What follows this? Not only did they have all this violence, but because they needed time to get the cell out of the way, Edge just sat in that ring for like an extra half an hour. Yeah, that's funny that you said that because I literally fast forward. I'm like, yo, he's celebrating he's dumb long. Dumb <laughs> long because they needed to bring the cell up. He was I was like, wow, dude, they must really love Edge here, man. Yeah. He's getting his moment. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, I thought, I, I, at first I was like, yo, this might be his last match. Is he retiring now? That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. That's and that was all like, just yeah. buying time because they needed to bring the cell up. Now, so I said this to another friend of mine. They were like, well, maybe they had to do the cell match first because of the structure. Right? right. Once they once they bring that down, there's possible issues of bringing it back up or holding it up or whatever the case may be. They probably just open with it to get it out of the way. Fair, but have a hell in a cell match. That's why I made the post. Can anyone do a cage match without extra garbage anymore? Just I mean, but what define a define a cage match? Because that's the, that's where you lost me. Because right. the whole point to me, a cage match or hell in a mel, hell in a mel, hell in a cell match. Uh, is just to really just lock someone in an area and beat the fuck out of them. So when you say yeah, have it. a hell in a cell match, no, that's it. You to do. me, it involves all that extra shit. You want to brutalize your opponent. He that's can't go anywhere. It doesn't include those things. The point, first of all, the let's just stick with cage for a second. Point of the cage match, originally, the original idea for a cage match is a grudge match between two individuals that has become so violent, has become so aggressive, mm-hmm. that has become so out of hand. Mm-hmm. The purpose of the cage is to keep the two individuals from spilling that violence in other places. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. That's the sell point of the cage. They're going to be mm-hmm. inside of a steel structure. They can't move anywhere. They have to fight each other. There's no running away from this ass whooping. They got to take it. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the cage. Now, the sell... If we're going to talk about the specific purpose of the cell, in WWE terms, the cell was created not just to keep two individuals in, but, but to keep individuals out. That was the reason why they had expended the size. For no tomfoolery, they didn't want anyone getting near the ring. Of course, the first Hell in a Cell match being Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. That was the whole point. Keeping Triple H, Rick Rude, and China out of the equation. Because that's how all of their matches were ending was interference over and over and over and over. So it's not just two people in. It was to keep people out. This situation doesn't have that. Edge doesn't have an entourage. Rollins doesn't have an entourage. So we could eliminate the keep people out aspect as far as psychology goes. Inside the cell, it is still to keep the individuals inside the cell and keep their brutality to a minimum. Uh, not to, as far as space goes, You're not splitting up the crowd, not running away from each other, playing games. It's to keep it inside. <clears throat> you Sorry. can work a cage match and you can work a cell match without 
having to use every fucking item in the book. It's been done. It can be done. And I was really disappointed that these two veterans couldn't figure that out. What they did was, this is our blow-off match. This is the end to our feud. So we're going to go all out. We don't care what number we're at. In our heads, we're the main event. So we're going to go out there and have a main event match. And I kind of understand that to a degree. They're not the ones in charge of the order of the matches. I get that. But it wasn't smart, and it took me completely out. The the match after this was Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. Who gave a fuck about Mansoor and Mustafa Ali after that match? And I got to tell you, that also upset me because, as I said, whoever goes on after this is fucking dead, okay? In the industry, we call that a dead spot. Whenever you have a match that kills it or tears the roof off like that, Whatever match comes on, that's the death spot. Crowd's going to be dead. They're still recuperating from jumping around and being all crazy for that last match. Normally, we used to have the dead the dead spots filled by the girls back in the day. Remember the piss breaks, right? When mm-hmm. the Divas used to come out and blah, 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 blah. Right. So I'm thinking in my head, this match is over. Edge is in there sweating. I'm like, who comes on after this? I don't Who's in the dead spot? And then the dead spot is covered by the only two Muslims from fucking... One of them is from the goddamn city they're in. Right. And that's the match they put in on the goddamn dead spot. Yeah, but he got love. Mansoor got a little bit of love, and that was great. And I think that was the reason they chose that, because if anyone's going to sustain a hit, it it was going to be them. But at least it's the hometown kid coming in as the babyface. I'm sure that was the logic behind why they did it. And on paper, that would have been smart. Unfortunately, it followed that crazy ass fucking car crash. Yeah, so but it's while, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Like, how much do you think they were actually gonna get out of that? Let's be honest. Like, well, I'm all, looking at Mansoor. Mansoor, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, all right, I'm liking this guy. I don't know much about him, so I'm like, oh, he's dope. He's cool. I haven't really, I've missed because of everything that's going on. I'm, I'm like catching up right now, mm-hmm. so I've missed a lot of his action and stuff, but. Mustafa Ali, man, we need to get this guy the fuck out of here. Like, I don't really know what his gimmick is. Like, if someone comes up to me and goes, listen, man, what we're going to do here, we're going to make you a leader of a bunch of groups or a bunch of people, but you're going to be the utmost failure, failure, oh my Jesus, failure at it every single time you do it. You're going to be, you're just the worst leader known to man, and that's going to be your gimmick. You're going to be a leader, but you're going to be trash all the time. I'd be like, nah, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, I get to be on Raw, right? Yeah. Like, he has a lot of supporters supporters because he is absolutely nasty in the ring. He's one of the smoothest and one of the best ring ring workers they have. Cool. But Vince doesn't see a fucking thing in him at all. No, at at all, which means you need to fucking get out of there. Was it Mustafa Ali? Who went public or someone speaking on his behalf where apparently he had a sit down with Vince and he was like, what am I missing? Like, what are you not seeing? Like, what am I doing? Like to try to improve on something. Mm-hmm. And Vince, oh, just, never... Vince just looked at him and said, I, you are just too fucking smooth. Everything you do is so like, I don't know. Even if it's in the moment, it feels calculated and choreographed. And it's just, so my smooth. question to you is, are these his gimmicks or gimmicks being given to him? No, 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 no not a single thing. 
being involved in any of this is his fucking gimmick. There, he's then he needs to fucking game. leave. The, uh, the deal because with, uh, to me, he's fucking garbage. And I don't, I hate when he's on the screen. God, so dude. this is doing nothing for him. The title is doing nothing for him. And he needs to fucking leave. From what I understand, he pitched the hacker idea, which led to Retribution, but Retribution wasn't his idea. Right. There was something else he had planned for the hacker deal that he was on SmackDown when he started it. And then the draft happened and they moved him and they stopped the hacker thing. And they were like, well, we got to do something with him. And then they came up with retribution. So the one idea that he did have, we don't really know how that worked because it got kiboshed and they stuck him with retribution. Right. But yeah. He's got that go away heat with a lot of people because he's just so he's he's in he's in kind of like a Claudio, like a, a Cesaro kind of area. Where he's so fucking good in the ring, you just can't do fucking dick with him here. Like if, if you take Cesaro, to me that makes no you, sense. You put him, well, it makes no sense of what in the sense of why how you could be so good in the ring, but yet because I mean, in ring means nothing in that company. In ring means absolutely dick to them. I understand that, but yeah. and I I know Cesaro outside of the ring, he's getting better, mm-hmm. but his strong point wasn't that. Is that the same thing with him? Because I don't see it that way. I I don't feel like Mustafa Ali is terrible on the mic. I don't see that. What I see is shit gimmicks. Yeah, you're telling me a story I don't want to hear. So so, <laughs> so for 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 the difference between Cesaro and Mustafa Ali to me, I don't know a lot of his ring work, but I mean he, that match was good. I thought it was a good match. He's so it's just smooth. his gimmicks. He looks. Yeah. They make him look like a pussy. <laughs> that's oh, all it is. Especially here when he gets kicked that's, by this Olympian. I didn't dude, know who the Olympian it is. was. Be honest with you. You didn't, I didn't know who? I didn't know who that Olympian was. The one that kicked him in the face. Oh, yeah. He got I mean, a huge pop there, which is smart, Oh, yeah. Apparently. They know who he is, which was great. That and was that's awesome. why when... And I, and I think that's why, for me, it was really hard for me to understand what your biggest gripe was with this show. Because it was very, extremely apparent to me that this was a house show. Purchased. I am someone who owns this land... And I love your shit. My people love your shit. So I'm going to pay you to come do one of those awesome epic shows here for us. I'm going to pay for us so you can do a show for us. But I'm also going to allow you, if you like, to televise it or to sell it as a pay-per-view or whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. So to me, when they're there and they're doing all that shit, that's not for me. That stuff isn't for me. So if, if they do something that's out of the box, something different, like the cage match thing where they shouldn't know they, they're, they're going ham and going crazy. Yeah, they're not going to draw it out because this is supposed to be like a go all out type of deal because of where you are. You know what I mean? So to me, yeah, some of the stuff may not have made sense, but I thought it was to give the best show as possible in the moment. At the time for the people in the building, I think TV? it was successful because those why people was it on TV? loved it. Huh? If, if it's a t- if it's a house show, if it's for them, why is it on TV? For everything you said, it's a it's an easy payout. You can double Which dip you because you'll sell it to us, and we'll fucking watch it anyway, even though it's not for us. We're, we'll not like some of the decisions made, but again, but, it's not for you. You're just watching it, right? But and my retort is, if it's not for me, don't show it to me. 
Oh well, if no. it's for them, no. keep then it for you, fucking no, no, no. them. And and if I'm them, I'm telling you, if you don't like it, don't watch it. But there are going to be a ton of people that's going to make well, me money and if watch it. If I don't it. like it, don't watch it. But the WWE is telling me to watch it. Absolutely, I'm so going they to watch want it. me to watch it. So yeah. why do you want me to watch something that's not for me? Because you're going to give me. I can money. understand the, ob- the 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 responsibility Ads. of it's a show in Saudi Arabia. They're going to gear it towards Saudi Arabians. If you don't like that, don't watch it. I understand that, but you're still advertising it as the must-watch event of the yeah. year and blah blah blah. Okay. Oh yeah. So you're sure. telling me to watch it, 100%. but if I don't like it, don't watch it. Right. Okay. Just so because they're going to make them. Hey, listen, so man, I don't clear. agree with it. I'm just saying. <laughs> just so we're all clear. That's how they make their money. Listen, <laughs> I don't care if you watch it, but you should watch it. Yeah, yes, yeah. This isn't for you at all whatsoever. Like, you know You're what? going to you know, hate this, but you know watch it. They, well, you know what they really want to say is, look, dude, I don't give a fuck if you don't watch the show. Just watch the ads. Just watch the ads so I can get the views on the ads so I can make my money. I really don't give a fuck. A lot a of fuck. those ads, too, were Saudi Arabia specific. Which was oh my god! Look, man, it's a cash grab. That's a, just like you said. It's a cash grab. That's all it is. Because honestly, they could if they could have very well done that dark, and that that the people in the building would not have been able to tell either way. Because they went all out. It really felt like a WrestleMania. The the yeah. the, the the structure was huge. The fireworks were amazing. Like. This was a show for them, paid by them. You're just an outside spectator watching something that from your country. That's all it was. But it was good, though. I enjoyed it for the most part because I went in. I kind of realized that as I was watching it. So at this point, I'm already upset. I get it. And then the next match, your boy comes out on this goddamn camel. <laughs> yes, like, dude. Just, just to burn that cigarette into my skin a little oh, harder. Oh yes, dude. Best part of the show, man. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That guy's awesome. I love the fact that people were upset. You know, Mike Sewer's from there. How come he couldn't come out the camel? Maybe he didn't want to ride. Maybe a he didn't want candle. the camel. Oh my god! Here comes this fucking guy out here with a goddamn camel. I was like, oh Jesus! Here we go. And then we get to. The queen of the crown tournament. You already mentioned earlier, Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop. I didn't see the tournament to get here. Right, me neither. So when I saw that the final, I didn't learn about the finals until this show because I haven't been keeping up on it because who fucking cares at this point? King of the ring, queen of the ring, they have relegated this to nothing. You tell me constantly that this tournament means shit. But yet, every four or five years, whenever they're in a ratings hole, it's the tournament time. So we're well, back. Well, why here. is that? Why do you think that if it's so trash that they actually use it's it? It's not for even ratings? a trash concept. They just shit on. They themselves they shit on it constantly. They always give you the highlights, right? They whenever they talk about the King of the Ring tournament, they always tell you about all the good shit. Owen Hart, Bret Hart. You know, Ken Shamrock, Stone. Didn't King of the Ring used to be like a whole pay per view yes. where you had to wrestle multiple every, times in every, one day? Every, like that was the whole point of it, right? Every, the point of exhaustion and everything. Yep. Every June, we had the King of the Ring tournament where you'd have your first round matches on Raw, and then you'd have your semifinal and final on the pay per view. So you'd have two semifinal matches. Yeah, you would have to wrestle twice you'd have to, to win. Wrestle it. twice, or in Bret Hart's case, he wrestled three times that night. 
That's uh, three matches, three different opponents, three different styles, and they were all fucking match of the year candidates. That's what made Bret Hart Bret Hart. But that's what made King of the Ring King of the Ring. Yes, it's an endurance had, fight, isn't had, it? Yep, it was an endurance battle amongst performers who were supposed to be seen as a top-tier level. That's why they had them wrestle multiple times in one night. It's impressive. The audience goes, oh, he beat this guy. Then he beat that guy. And then he won in the final. Top-tier people, this not dude, jobbers. Yeah, like, people is, of their yeah. caliber. Yeah, in the first round, <laughs> and I believe it was the first round, uh, Bret Hart defeated Razor Ramon. Then he would go on to wow. face Bam Bam Bigelow. Damn. And then he's got perfect. In the Damn. And then he and, he, and so three different styles, three different matches, and he and he wins all those matches. He is a king, obviously. Look at that, right? We that's a we, resume. How many of these situations Stone Cold Steve Austin, right, beats an upstart uh, Mark Merrow in the first round? Gets not first round because it was the semis. Gets uh, in that match, gets his fucking face kicked in, and busts his lip wide open. To the point where they got to take him to the hospital right now. And he's supposed to wrestle in the finals. They take him to the nearby hospital. They get him stitched up. He gets back in an ambulance, back at the building, and wrestles Jake Roberts in the finals. Then he mm. goes on to cut the most infamous promo in the history of professional wrestling. And he's off to the races. The year, the year after that, Triple H defeating Ahmed Johnson. Also defeating Mark Merrill. Ah, he was a punching bag. And then he gets Mankind in the finals and becomes the big star we all know and love today. Because that right. follows, uh, what follows that is Degeneration X. Right. Right? Shamrock. Shamrock, the following year after that, I forgot who the fuck he defeated in the second round, but it was a dope match. Then he's got The Rock in the fucking finals, and he beats The Rock, the current Intercontinental Champion in the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. These, these fucking things meant something. Edge defeated his brother Christian and Kurt Angle in the finals to become the King of the Ring. Like, I mean, we're talking about legends of the game here. Brock Lesnar defeats, I believe it was Chris, was it Jericho? No, I think it was Jeff Hardy. It was one of the Hardys, I think. And then he defeats Rob Van Dam in the finals. Like, these people were beating names, bro. This shit meant something. And all of these guys won King of the Ring with one simple factor in mind, that they would become world heavyweight champion at some point. Lesnar, in particular, Won the King of the Ring tournament, and that year he became first in line for a championship match. Ended up beating The Rock in Long Island to win right. the goddamn title. The point is, is this is all the old shit. Lesnar won in 2001. It stopped after that. Oh, excuse me, 2002 King of the Ring. It stopped after that. That was 2002. Mm-hmm. We've had some King of the Ring since. William Regal, I think, was a... Uh, We've had Booker T along the way. Sheamus won it at some point when they brought it back for zero fucking reason. That's what I mean by whatever, whenever it's necessary for them, they bring it back. But they've made it quite clear to me that it means nothing to them. So I don't really care. I don't see the person that they end up using this tournament for doing anything with it. So I didn't. That was my thought process before this tournament started. I didn't know who was in the field. I didn't know who was in the tournament. I knew that it existed and they were going to do it, but I didn't care. They told me for years it doesn't mean anything, so I, I didn't care. But then right. we get to this pay-per-view, and mm-hmm. we have the first ever women's one, which for some reason was not the Queen of the Ring. It was the Queen's Crown Tournament. I don't know why they couldn't just do Queen of the Ring, but whatever. And I find out that four foot ten Delina Vega is going against 400-pound Dewdrop. I'm like, what the fuck is this? 
How mm-hmm. did we get here? I have no problem with Zelina winning it. She's awesome. But God damn, when they did that face-off at the beginning, I was like, wow, Zelina looks like Dewdrop's pre-match meal. <laughs> she is so small. What the hell is this? And then beat her with the code red. Now, personally, I thought that was hot because I know her cousin. I thought it was fire because, and I went back and watched it multiple times. Hats off to Dewdrop, man. She sold that shit like a fucking champ. Yes, she, she timed did. that so perfectly. Yep. And it really looked like <clears throat> Selena Vega killed her with that move. And it was be- just the timing. I even watched it in fucking slow-mo, man. The timing <laughs> that Dewdrop put into that flip was fucking perfect, man. Hats off to her. That shit was dope. Yeah, I, I, I understand who her cousin is and who she's paying homage to. And I get it. So on a personal level, I was like, that's dope. That's hot. I like that. Tip of the cap to red. I get it. But she beat, she essentially won this match with a goddamn roll up. And I'm like, oh my God. All right. Well, can we just, all right, she won. All right, let's just move on from here. And I'm thinking to myself, man, they, they there's an old saying in the stole the pay-per-view, right? You, you, you get something off on front of an audience. And, all right, I'll take it tonight, but don't ever do that shit again. And I was like, that's what I thought when I saw this. And then the next fucking night on Raw, they have the rematch and she beats her again. I'm like, oh god, all right. So, 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 do drops. Okay, you're you're done in my eyes. Bye. And now Zelina Vega's off <coughs> as Queen of the Ring. Goldberg and Lashley came back and they had whatever the fuck they had going on. Did you even see any of this? See any of what? Goldberg, Goldberg and Lashley. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, Man, of course. You've got courage. Why, did you turn it off? No, I didn't turn it off. I mean, it was there. It was on. <laughs> it was existing. It was happening. Yeah, it was happening. in your life. I don't really I don't really give a shit what happened with that. Then, I mean, again, it wasn't like blowing your socks off match, but it was a, it was a decent match. It wasn't like bad. Why did you not like it? No, I don't like anything that Goldberg touches. No, no, you can stop it right there. <laughs> you don't have to finish yeah. that sentence. You can just say, I don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the following match was the King of the Ring final. This I was surprised by because I had heard people talking about this. So Xavier Woods and Finn Balor were the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. Mm-hmm. All I can think about, because remember, I just said I hadn't followed it. I didn't know who was in the finals till I got here. And I'm thinking in my head, why the fuck is Xavier Woods here? Why not? I don't understand. We Why not? Why I mean, not? don't we have a New Day guy already at a high-level position? Or are we just going to put the whole group in the main event now? Yeah, why not? To, be, well, I can give you a couple of reasons. First of all, yeah. Xavier is not that fucking good. I'm sorry. I'm not I don't know. Good. He's pretty clean. No, 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 I'd no. put some respect no, on his he's name, He's a dude. great promo. Clean. He's a great promo <clears> and a great character. And I think he makes a tremendous actor. In ring, I, I am not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. And the fact that he beat Finn Balor with a fucking little miniature springboard elbow made that shit even worse. I was like, oh, my God. Now, remember what I said earlier about King of the Rings Mm -hmm. and what it meant to them to be seen in that light and how well they got over with it. And they were the King of the Rings, to me, were always individuals that had the tools to be big stars but just needed that something extra to be seen as the audience by the audience as a huge star. You're mm-hmm. trying to tell me that Xavier Woods was a better candidate for King of the Ring than Finn fucking Balor. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
You want my honest opinion? I don't think either one. If you're doing it based off of that, neither one of them should have been in there. Well, that's an easy debate to have, but I'm just talking about the two they had here. If you're just pinning it down to answer your question, yes. You think Xavier is a better option for this than Finn Balor was? Yes. Why? Because at least he's consistent. And wait, what? What do you mean, like character-wise? Huh? Like character-wise? Just not even just character-wise, consistent. He's been there. Like, I don't know. If I were were Xavier and you told me that this was for what you're saying it is, and you told me that Finn Balor was going over over me, I have a problem with that. Why? Because I've been consistent. I've been here. I put money. I put butts in the seats. Yeah, I mean, New Day doesn't. New Day doesn't. Dude, that's what they are. I don't give a fuck if they walk separately. They're (laughs) fucking New Day. Does he? I'm sorry. They all do the New Day rock shit. They're New Day. Point blank period. They are a group even when they are alone. They have <laughs> they have earned that status. Even no, when fuck they're that. not around. No, each we're other. not gonna sit here. No, no, no. We're not gonna fucking sit here and over glorify Finn Balor. Fuck Finn Balor. His <laughs> intro is awesome. His wrestling is decent. I'm not gonna look past whatever bullshit we just watched not too fucking long ago, which made no fucking sense. Oh, and no one even deal. talked on it. This guy who's been back and forth through fucking NXT, he gets hurt every fucking time. No, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna sit here and pretend that uh, Xavier Woods is, is an excellent talent. Sure, no, he may not be top tier, but if we're talking these two, I'm putting my money on fucking Xavier Woods before I'm putting my fucking money on Finn Balor. Fuck your intro and fuck your bus ass demon that just lost because you guys don't know how to fucking stand up for yourself and you let these fucking teenagers in the back dictate your gimmick. No, fuck that. And stay healthy. How about that? He's consistent. He's been healthy. So we're talking about these guys. Hold the phone. Xavier is the one who just came back from injury, not Finn. Okay, I understand that. But who's been injured more? Let's not do that. Oh, Let's man. not point at the today and say that you <laughs> that as an excuse. No, people do that. Yeah, he was just injured. Okay. Let's put the careers side by side and see who's been who's had more opportunity. Okay. And who's lost it due to fucking injury. Right. But the reason why so, Finn okay, has so had we're more not gonna do that is because he's a better draw than Xavier. Okay, but if you're not consistent, I don't give a fuck if you score a thousand points every game if you only can do two games because you're always fucking hurt. I want the guy who's going to put up 20 every single fucking night. That's who I want. If that's the case, the only person that you can rely on is your tribal chief. Well, yes, they got that, that now. See, but see, now we're no talking the best of both that. worlds. Now we're talking the best of both I'm worlds. I'm looking at talking this roster right now in great. front of me. We're talking about someone who's great and consistent. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at this roster in front of me. No one does that. No one is giving you 20 points a night. Okay, see, but now we're but see now we're changing the conversation. We're talking like we said before. We they neither one of these should have. If that was the case, neither one of these guys should have been in this match. Well, that brings up a good question. Who should have been then? You're saying neither one of these motherfuckers should have been in the finals, and I I'm gonna sit right there with you on that chair, but who should have been then? I mean, I mean, I have some of my own favorites that I would sit <laughs> up in there. Say some so, names. What are you talking about? Who, well, I, well, obviously, I would like uh, the original bro to have been in that. 
Like, I love the Randy Orton thing, and maybe I just don't see it because I do just really, I like his ring and I like his little silly gimmick. I know it's annoying to some people, but it's entertaining to me that it is what it is. I know people who think they're too cool for school and think it's corny. They want to get him out of here. But I like the gimmick. I, I think it's, it's age appropriate. It, it can work for both adults who like the irony and the silliness. And kids obviously fucking love it. I think he's great in the ring. Me personally, I think he's great in the ring. And I think he would have been great to have this little push, have this title on him, so that you can use him again later for more single stuff. I love the Orton thing right now. I don't want to get rid of it. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I would have loved to see him in there. I, I could watch two more Raws and tell you more people I would rather be in there. But off the top of my head right now, I would have liked the original bro to go in and win this shit and make it look like an endurance thing because I think that's one of his strong points. I think his athleticism is his strong point. And the, the way he strikes and the way he moves and the way he can he can, you know, move in the ring, I think that's his strong point. So something like that would have been been cool. But he's caught up in something right now that he's riddle, enjoying doing. As soon so as you it's said fine. riddle, I tuned out. Like, okay, and I'm sure you did. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But who would you choose to be in there? I didn't know who the finals was until i saw and then while the sh- while the match was actually in the ring i, I got curious as to like wh- who who was in this like how did we get here with these two so i started looking at it and i found out xavier woods beat jinder mahal in the semis horse shit right. okay horse shit okay. all right it should have been jinder we're moving on <laughs> we're fucking we're moving in on. saudi arabia this would have worked a heel no, you're, you're right. That would have been nuts. <laughs> that would have been nuts. I'll give you that. But we're if you're not going to treat this thing seriously, it might as well go to somebody who at least would poke fun at it. And I think Xavier Woods will do that. He's done that so far. Uh, I've seen him on SmackDown so far with the whole they're doing the whole King Woods thing, and and people are bowing to him. He's he's running with it. You of know, course, that and that's match, why he's the better person for it. When, he will do shit like when that. When the match was happening, because my wife hadn't kept up on it either, obviously. So we're all watching it together, and my wife's watching it, and she goes, you know why Xavier's in this? I was like, why? Because I was, you know me, I was when the match is in the ring, I'm talking wild shit. She goes, you know, <laughs> you know why Xavier's in this ring? I said, why? She goes, because that motherfucker will embrace this shit like nobody else's business. And that's a fact. He is going to make that shit the most important fucking thing on planet Earth to him. <laughs> and yeah. this is going to resonate on TV. Yeah. I was like, let's see. Yeah. They, you already knew he was going to win. The announcer's like, it's the only thing he's ever wanted in his entire life. Yeah. And then the Since fans. Since he was a 10 year old king, yeah, he the... always wanted to be a king. Yeah. And the fans are not helping the situation with their little bullshit fantasy booking. Well, Big E and Kofi have won the WWE. WWE title, they should give Xavier the king of the, they don't have to give him shit, it doesn't matter that the other guys, yeah I've seen belts. that, I've seen that saying like Men's these guys are awesome nothing. and it shows them all with the belts and him with a crown yeah, Means I was like nothing. yo I'd be salty about that picture, yo put that shit yeah. down Like, I, let yeah. me get the belt ask too. Xavier awesome. his true feelings, he'd rather give you that crown back and, and be the WWE champion yeah but I see Xavier and I know this is gonna come off as like a slight but I feel like Xavier understands that, like, that made that's he's not at that level. I don't know. I feel like he comes off like he understands that that's not where he's at. I'm assuming that that's the case because otherwise, I don't, if he felt otherwise, I didn't think, I don't think he'd be getting the opportunities that he has been getting. That and that, and I think he's so much the utmost team player that even if he didn't feel that way, he would never express that to make his buddies feel like they have to feel guilty for getting the opportunities 
that they have. I so, feel like he's so beloved for his personality. And he's just a pure dude, man. Yeah, just, I feel like he's got such a reputation for that that a lot of the shit he does get is because of that. Right, and then, like, I think that's... Not man, even because listen, of man. how good he is. It's just like, he's such a great guy. If the guy brings morale up, man, just give him something, dude, because... A there's a lot to say a for the locker room. Dude, there's a lot to say for a man who brings morale up and never asks for anything. Like that's a huge, that's a huge deal that a lot of people look over because usually that guy is someone who's accepted for the most part has accepted. Like I'm going to get to wherever I get. Cause I'm always going to work hard, but I'm probably never end up there. And if I do, then great. But if not, I want to see all my homies get there. And there's there's a lot to say for someone like that, man. And they're usually extremely unappreciated. So I'm happy he got it. I hope he really does like the King of the Ring thing. And I'm sure I hope he, he does. keeps running for it. Because that's fucking dope, man. I'm sure he does. There's only a handful of King of the Rings that have ever existed. He's on the list. So I guess he's on the cool. list, man. So now whenever they do those highlight reels for King of the Ring, he's in there. Mm-hmm. He's, oh, yeah. He's on the highlight reel now. He's, he's Well, now the cool thing is now they can say not only on top of the tag team titles, he has something new to throw in there like Big E now with the, the, the champion and the, you know, all that shit. He's got a new title he can add into their little gimmick and everything like that. Speaking too, of so. which. I like it, man. I think you're a fucking hater, dude. <laughs> of course I'm a hater. because I'm Absolutely. A, because I'm a Mahalomaniac and he beat Listen, my Mahal to get there. <laughs> okay. How dare you use the modern day Maharaja as your stepping stone to the next step of your career. Hogwash. The <laughs> Who next, better then, right? The, the, Anybody better because Mahal, <laughs> Mahal should have won. Anybody's better. Oh my god! Uh, if if Woods would have beaten the two Indian dudes in the tag team, like in a handicap, it would have been better than beating Jinder Mahal. Speaking of which, his new day compadre Big E was next for the WWE Championship. I mean, this is neither here nor there. Did, did this match move you like at all? It was good to see Big E in like a big. Uh, I think this is the first time I personally, again, like I said, it's a lot going on, so I haven't been able to catch up. This was the first time I saw him at a high caliber match, like a like a main event level, mm-hmm. something that'll make you become like or put you in the limelight of being the champion. And in this case, he was the champion. Yeah, I think uh, I think what we saw in him is there. I see what we, I, I liked it. I didn't have a problem with this match. I thought it was a good. It was a well wrestled match between the two. They told a little bit of a story. I was a little thrown at the end uh, with the way. Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? His opponent, Jesus Christ, McIntyre. I was a little thrown the way that McIntyre walked away and then gave him like a a thumbs up and then it was like like i like the respect but it's just it's when they do shit like that for me it's fucking weird but they're both baby faces at this point right yeah yeah and i think that's maybe the what was i think it was more of an acceptance okay you got me tonight but as a competitor get the fuck away from me (laughs) yeah but i don't like that that's nasty (laughs) no i want i want someone to be bitter and spiteful like that's (laughs) That's what I want. I don't want you to be like, he wants hey, man, the Pistons. Just walk yeah, off the court. They don't shake his hand. Don't talk. Listen, man, any sport, don't talk all that shit. Like, I'm going to beat your ass. And then when you lose, shake the hand. Like, all right, you got me. No, that's no, 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 no. If that's, if that's what you're going to do, like, if that's the type of guy you are, then don't talk shit. 
because you're fucking you're breaking my immersion at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I want the you UFC guys that do that. It was like, well, I want you to be bitter. Nah, nah, fuck that. Be bitter. Be bitter. <laughs> hold, so, hold that grudge. <laughs> go call Kia's car. Like, I want to know. I want to see what's gonna happen next. Oh my god. Uh, triple threat match: Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and Sasha Banks. I mean, this. Is I'm so disconnected from this. I just, I get, I literally fast forwarded the, uh, the video because for whatever reason, I think they're very, very, very committed to the decision they made because every single time these two women are on the screen, they keep reminding me of the 20 seconds. Yep. I almost forwarded this match specifically because of that. I watched it. I probably should have, but I love Bianca Belair way too much to overlook her. I will never fucking do that. I appreciate her work, and she killed it in this match. I'm over the other two just just because I feel like she's being slighted because she's the rookie, and I and I don't like that. Hmm. I really don't like it. She's take. Being, and she's sitting there and she's taking it like a champ. That's and what she has to do. Through, yeah, yep, and she's going through her motions, and she's paying her just dues, yeah. and she's getting screwed. So when she gets that belt back, which when the, when Becky decides she doesn't want it anymore, yeah, when she back gets it back, when she gets it back, it's going to be that much sweeter, and I'm going to be there supporting her, and I'm going to watch the matches because I enjoy watching them. But I I refuse to understand what the story is because you cannot tell me anything that makes that twenty seconds or that fifteen seconds okay, and that's where I stand on this. That's that, that that's the old Jurassic Park line, where what was it, the Lost World, where Goldblum was talking to the dude who's like taking dinosaurs off this island is the worst idea in the history of worst ideas, and he leans <laughs> in and goes, and I'm gonna be there when you find that out, and, that, <laughs> and that's the same thing that you just did, is like taking that belt off of Bianca in 20 seconds was the worst idea in the history of ideas, and then you leaned into the WWE, and I'm gonna be there when you find that out. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> like you just made me not enjoy one of my favorite wrestlers, my favorite female wrestlers before Becky, I'm sorry, before Bianca, which was Becky. And I was looking forward to enjoying a lot of her matches and her promos are great. And she's amazing. But you took that away from me because I don't want to even, I I see this as a fucking joke to me. She just got handed the belt back because she came back and you could have disguised it, but you literally just said, nah, Fuck it. Just take it. I think if they would have had a five-minute match over 20 seconds, it wouldn't even be a conversation. Not even a conversation. They would just be focused on the promo and the right. And then you could have looked. No, you could have made it a two-minute match where she came in and dominated. Just dominate. I thought I would, I would understand Becky coming back and dominating more than her just killing her in two seconds because – that you could put so much story behind it. She's been training. She's got a fire. She only left because of this. She should have never not had the belt. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Bianca is wet behind the ears. She's a little bit. See, you know, I don't she know was unexperienced. No, no, no. Even, I, I understand that. that, but I understand that. But even with that, that's better than what the fuck they did. And that's my point. You're right. That I I don't want to buy. She's not experienced enough to fight Becky. Yeah, I mean, look However, at the year she had: winning the Royal Rumble, winning the main listen, event of WrestleMania, defending the championship throughout the months, and then she got beat by someone who just got off the couch. I, I but yes, but you could also spin it to you know she still has a lot more experience than she does at a higher level, and that's fine. I still don't agree with that. But dude, 
<laughs> I can never look by. I can never. I just can't look past. And where did uh, Sasha come from, by the way? Because wasn't she gone I, for a while? I don't know. I instantly and thought of you when I saw her in this so, match. As soon as you you said it earlier about being through, I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't really care. She's a good worker, and and she has really good matches. And if that's what she does moving forward, cool, whatever. Yeah. I'm not invested. I don't care anymore. It you is what it is. Because every time I invest, she disappears. So I'm good. I'm good. I don't do you think? Do you think uh, she's deserved the Undertaker treatment, where she could just disappear um, and come back randomly? Because that's what it feels like. Well, as I was explaining to my wife the other day, I had read something online, and I don't know if it's entirely true or not, but it does make sense. And Sasha's not large in any way. I mean, she's right up there with one of the most petite women who have ever been in professional wrestling, period. And they ran into a lot of health issues with Alexa Bliss over the years. And with the concussions and everything that she has going on. So for Alexa, they they really started giving her a lot of time not in matches. So that she can kind of conserve herself a little bit. And mm. not cause any more damage to anything else. I'm not saying that's what they're doing with Sasha. But if that's part of the reason she's been having so much time off, I kind of get it. Right. Why they would want to concern because she's maybe, what, 90 pounds? And she's getting thrown around, and she's taking ladder bumps and cage bumps and doing all that. Okay, I get it. As right. a viewer, I've, I've been watching wrestling a long time. And I have been conditioned at this point that if you're not around, you're not around. Right. So... Yes, Bianca's killing it. She's doing her thing. I understand. Becky came back. She's killing it. She's doing her thing. They even mentioned it on TV without mentioning it. About what? the fact that, uh, I think Becky said it, that Sasha's only involving herself in this because she's pissed off that Becky was able to show up and save SummerSlam when Sasha wasn't up for the job. But she, they've been very coy about not mentioning specifically why she didn't show up. Right. So it's all it's all head games. It's all innuendo. It's all inside conversation. I'm not enthralled with it because it's right. not clear. It's not. We're we're trying to even if you had Kasasha and Becky have a a long time tenure here in WWE. Everyone knows them. They've known them for a long time. Here's Bianca sneaking into the scene. If you were to have Sasha and Becky do this thing where here's the young pup coming up, we don't want her to take our spot. Let's work something out you know momentarily so that we can try to figure out how we're going to slow this young rookie down something like that i could even buy because at least then the focus would be bianca i feel like the, the whole point of this should be to be focusing on bianca and we're right. not we're evenly distributing this information and that's not beneficial to bianca because she's behind the eight ball on this becky and sasha have cachet with the audience bianca's getting there she's right. over and she, she gets loud pops when she comes out. They're behind her. She uh, Bianca said in her promo this excuse me this past Monday that the whole Becky's jealous of me because she was, you know, as popular as she was, she came back and she thought when she walked through the doors that everything would just be the same. And it's not because they're all rooting for me now. Right. And it pisses her off. That promo that they cut together when it was just the two of them and not the two of them and Sasha – was right. money. And I was like, thank God. Okay, now we can focus back on what we were fucking trying to get across the first time around. So I'm with it. But this triple threat, sorry, wasn't feeling it. So I moved on. 
Right. I get it. You rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, it was a good match, but again, it, to me, it was yeah. Bianca jumping around and and, Once again, and Bianca adding the athleticism to this match. Yeah, making it pop. The powerhouse. She's like a she's a small powerhouse because she's she's relatively tall for a girl. She's, she's definitely big. taller than them, but she's not big by any means. No, she's still very. She's 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 just fucking strong, and she showed that in this match, and it was good. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it for the most part, just because I enjoy her. So there you go. We move we on. Got, we got Ponytail Lesnar against <laughs> the Tribal Chief in the main event, and the yep. Where Will Paul Heyman Stand type deal. Re- Roman Reigns is the fucking man. Roman Reigns somehow, somehow has managed to turn this whole thing around. He is so awesome at all the little things he's, that he He's does. doing great. He's and so he's, his development good. is so fucking good, man. I mean, how many people were hating on him? He has turned everybody around on his shit. Even Steph right now is just like, all right, he's he's doing all right. <laughs> he's, still, <laughs> he's, he's still pretty good. He's, he's all right. He's doing okay. That theme, when that theme hits and the walk and the presence and... The methodical pace, he can speed up, he can slow down, he can do power, he can fly. This dude can do it all. And I'm like, oh my god, he's in there with Lesnar. And I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, but I've been saying for years, I've been saying it, like like Randy Quaid in Independence Day, I've been saying it, and I've been saying it, I've been saying it. Lesnar has been an unstoppable beast and has sold nothing and has moved nothing by choice. Because he doesn't need to. Right. Because the WWE is low on badasses, and he fit the quota. So they booked him a certain way. But anybody who saw Lesnar in the early 2000s will tell you, this man is a machine. He could wrestle, he could, he could bump, he could do everything. Mm-hmm. So the new Lesnar, apparently, a little bit more human, a little bit more vulnerable. And I'm watching Lesnar sweating his balls off. I'm like... My man is working right now. Yeah, he was a fucking up. faucet yesterday on that. He, he was, was he was leaking. <laughs> he was bumping and grinding and moving and fla- he was like a fucking Super Bowl. I was like, wow, I haven't seen this motherfucker move like this since him and Angle back in 03. I said, man, now he wasn't. I doing- really. I forget. No, no, I was just gonna make a quick comment. I forget how long that man's been doing this. I don't know why, but when I see Brock, I don't think of him as someone who's been there. Because he was there. gone for that long. So he seems fresh. And he doesn't stick around that long. Uh, maybe the, that's what it is, he's then. He's the I don't one know. guy. We were just saying about Sasha. Like, when you're gone, you're gone. He's the one guy. You just never forget. He's the one guy, and we've all been programmed, that even if he's gone for forever, that when somebody goes into the ring to cut a promo and they say some outlandish shit, you wait for it. And I made the post on my social media. I said, man, I wish more people would talk more shit about Brock Lesnar. Because every time somebody talks shit about him and his music hits, those same people come in their pants. Every fucking <laughs> time he comes, fire, oh, such a piece of shit. He's so lazy. He doesn't want to do nothing. He's a he's he wears the title for five hundred days, only defends it four times. What a piece of shit! And then his music hits, and they lose their fuck. And they lose their. <clears throat> he serves a purpose, and he served one yeah. here, and it was a good match. I love the progression of it. And then they did the whole thing on. Uh, 
SmackDown where now he's suspended. He just went buck wild, which is an angle they've done before with him where he goes nuts and all of a sudden, you're, you're gone, you're suspended. Because they got to find new and unique ways every time to get him off the fucking television. Because people love him, man. Love him or hate him, you love him. It doesn't matter. They're, those two are the same thing. Love him or hate him, you love him. You love him. <laughs> if you hate him, you love him. You just love him different. Oh, my goodness. Oh my That's goodness. it. So that was Crown Jewel, and I want to segue into our next topic here by picking up what I just said about Lesnar, about Lesnar being a freak. He's a freak. This dude can do some amazing shit. No lie. Right? He can do some crazy stuff in the ring. Mm-hmm. Should I feel he like be? there's a big butt coming. Yes. Should he be has always been the question because a lot of people have been very critical of Lesnar because he, although he can do a lot of shit, he usually tends not to. He protects himself. Protects himself. He's very smart about the way he's used and very smart about the way that he performs his matches. You know, let the other guys on the card do all the crazy shit. I'm I'm consistent in this way. I do X, Y, Z. I'm over already. I don't need to do the spectacular shit to get over. In a, in a goddamn nutshell, right? So, whatever I hear audiences or fans talk about, well, he's so lazy. He's lazy. Well, what do you? He's three hundred and something pounds. What the fuck do you want him to do? Die for me. Die for me. Ooh, die for me. And I don't think that's how that goes, but you know what? It works. <laughs> Fits in the beat. So the question always becomes. When you're a larger dude, when you're a larger guy, what, what, you know, what are your limitations? What you should, what should you and should you not be doing? Because Lesnar did that by choice. So now we have another scenario for someone like Keith Lee, who's a big guy who could do a bunch of shit, and he wants to do a bunch of shit. He doesn't mind being almost 400 pounds and rolling around like Gargano for no fucking reason at all whatsoever. So when he goes to the main roster, and they take him in the corner and said, you know all that cool shit you like doing? Yeah, cut that shit out and do this instead. Mm-hmm. Now the audiences are still complaining, but in the opposite direction. Oh, they won't let him do this. Oh, they wouldn't let him do that. Mm-hmm. So we'll fast forward now to the main crux of what I'm trying to get across here. Lance Archer decided not too long ago on AEW Dynamite, matter of fact, the first round of their number one contenders tournament, Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. I sent you the clip of this motherfucker going up to the top rope to pull off a top rope moonsault. When instead, what ended up happening, and I hate to use the word executed, but it fits here in two ways because he executed a maneuver and he almost executed himself. So both definitions are fitting here. Lance Archer, if you didn't get a chance to see it, if you could YouTube it, just put Lance Archer, bad moonsault spot. This guy does a fucking top rope moonsault, goes all the way up in the air. He's 300 pounds, six foot eight. He goes, power drives himself from the top rope. Spoiler power, alert. Pile drove completely. Clean. He was vertical. Completely vertically upside down. He looked like a lowercase L. <laughs> he turned he himself just, into a pogo stick. He, uh-huh. And the ring made the sound and everything. Kadoom doom. And then he just hit the ground. And the referee dove in there. And I don't know what it is with people. Has anyone checked up on him? Is he okay? <laughs> Apparently he was fine in the back after. It was okay. it was quite so, upset. When, when I saw it, 
I think he got extremely lucky. I think what oh, the, yeah, the, the way that he landed from the way that I saw it, he got a really, really bad stinger. Yeah. His life could have literally ended, but because of the angle where he was, it looks like he was completely vertical, but I think he had a slight angle on his landing where a lot of the pressure didn't land completely on his spine, on his neck vertebrae. I think it just kind of tweaked it. That man was literally on the verge of death right there. But however he landed, that's why I was wondering if he was okay. Because when I saw it, I go, okay, he might not be completely dead here, but that motherfucker hurt. I know that hurt yeah, like a hurt. bit. He is hurt. <laughs> yes, for uh, sure. In the moment, definitely for sure. So yeah, there was a lot of, like a motherfucker. There was dude, a lot of conversation like. from people about whether or not they should have stopped it. Uh, I'm not in the moment, so I'm not if he could if he far. could move and he decides not to, I say he shouldn't have to. What? But that's I, me. Well, I think it becomes a liability issue at that point. And I, I, like I said, I wasn't in the moment. I don't know what the conversation was. Apparently, the referee felt it was still he was still with it enough. Then good to, call. To go, um, and then they just went right to a the ref. Then good call on the ref. Then if, if well, he, apparently he was still upset him being Archer. That even though he got the all clear to continue, right? Uh, they went right into a finish. They went home. They well, went that home immediately, I, is, which was not the plan from right. there. So even though, yeah, they gave him the credit of, well, we don't want to cart you out. We'll let well, you then, finish, well, but we're going to finish that, right now. And that was also the good call as well. Don't give him that decision because yes, he may be okay right now. Give him a suit, buy him some time, put him in a hold or something like that, let him rest. But he could be sensitive enough where it could cause a bigger issue so let him finish the match bring it home end it take your big ass back to this and get checked medically i think if that was the way that it finished then that's the way it should have been done in my opinion one of the there was a, a show that i did uh, uh four years ago something like that where uh, it was a show in Queens, and I forgot which company we were. Oh, it was BCW we were working for, Bree Combination Wrestling. And I say we, and it was me and Ray's, right? We're we're working the show, we're 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 doing it uh, with the rest of the goat. But in this particular instance, I think I think Ray's had a singles match, and a lot of people liked the match. It was pretty good. And we go to the back, and there happens to be a, a promoter from another company. In the back, who's watching the matches and whatever the case, right? This backstage area, I think it's very important to tell for story purposes, has a bar. The bar okay. is accessible to the fans, but it's really close to the locker room as well. So sometimes a lot of the boys, you know, matches over, they're all dressed up, waiting yeah. for the show to end, they head over to the bar. So we didn't even make it that far. Our match is over. Raze is still sweating his balls off over here. We're getting ready to go to the back. And the promoter starts talking to us as we're walking through. And, you know, we're being nice, being cordial or whatever, you know, because you never know. It might lead to some bookings. Who knows? Whatever. And he starts talking to Raze about this match and how how good it was. Oh, you look so dominant. It was so good. And then da 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 And he goes, but you're not going to make it big. And we were like, okay. And he goes, no, you need to add something. Now, whenever somebody says that in this business, that just basically means they want to see you do some shit. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to add it. 
Just I'm putting that out there for people who are new to this. Everyone's going to tell you what you need to add. You need to be smart about what that is. And I'm getting to a point with this, right? So you got to add something, he says. There's something you got to add. He's missing something. And it's like, okay, enlighten us. What is it that this 500-pound beast who just threw a motherfucker over the top rope to the fucking floor and his head is missing? Please tell me. He needs to come off the top rope. And when I tell you that I had a blank fucking look and Ray's had this blank fucking look, we were like, I'm sorry, what? And I think I actually said, I'm sorry, did, did you just say he needs to come off the top rope? Yeah, he needs to come off the top rope. And I'm like, with what? He's fine. What do you mean come off the top rope? Why is he on the rope? First question. (laughs) What do you mean? And then he was listing off all these different people. Oh, well, I mean, Keith Lee is doing Moonsault and uh, Dominic, I forgot his name before he became T-Bar. It was Dominic uh, Dijakovic or whatever. That was his NXT Mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, he's doing cross bodies and doing this and all these big guys now. They're coming off the top rope. And I'm like, so? Wait a second. His advice actually made me not want to work for his company. He's like, you are an idiot. Oh, of course. And I was just like, okay. And I told him, I said, first of all, I would have been like, yo, you handled it better than me. Because I'd have been like, I'd have heard him. And I'd be like, all right, listen, first of all, don't ever come up to me unsolicited (laughs) and give me advice about what to do with my guy. That's first and foremost. Second of all, don't ever give me advice when you don't even have a fucking name for yourself. Third of all, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, I'm going to show you how mean this big motherfucker really is. Yeah. Get away from me. Don't yeah. fuck. Dude, I hate when people just randomly we, fucking talk to we me. We were dude. just like, we just, we, I don't even remember the exact words in response. We, I just remember us being shocked. To just hear dumbfounded. Him. You're like, you want, I, oh, I do remember saying that to him. I was like, you know, he's 500 pounds, right? Like what move do you, you want him to moonsault? Oh, no, yeah. no, he doesn't need the moonsault. No, I was like, oh, so what are you proposing? What are, what are we talking about here? He he was suggesting a frog splash. I said, are you out of your fucking mind? Have you seen this nigga's knees? He's like, <laughs> frog splash? I even leaned, Ray's, do you even fucking have knees left anymore? You know his knees are bad from walking around all the time because he's a 500-pound fucking guy. You want him to fucking frog splash. You need to get away from me. Stop. I want to. I should have went to the bartender. He needs to be cut off. Take his keys. Sir, please get away from me before I put hands on you. (laughs) Before I put hands on you. I get killed all the time because I don't like my big men coming off the top. I don't like my big men coming off the top. I don't like my big man diving over or through the ropes. And I know that some people can. I just. Don't like it. You're too big. I think it's, I think it's selfish. Moving. If you're that big and you can do that stuff, you should not be doing that stuff. Because yeah, what what's the payout? Yeah, you get a little bit of a pop and you're cool, but you're killing someone else. Let's not let's not take away from that. You you are putting another wrestler at an extremely high risk so that you can get a one time pop. And I don't think that's okay. Like I wouldn't want to work with someone who thinks. That that's the reason why, like, that prioritizing a match in that manner, I wouldn't want. They're not safe, dude. Archer has been killed in the past because Archer was doing the whole walk the rope thing. And I think he was moving something from that. So he's moving something from the rope, and then he's moving something from the top turnbuckle. It's like, you're 6'8", 
300 pounds. You don't need to be doing any of this at all. Just beat people up, bro. Are you not interesting enough to just beat people up? Hey, you know what, man? I don't know the guy that well. Maybe it's a curly hair, straight hair type of deal. <laughs> you know? I'm dead ass. I know it sounds fucking weird. Trust me. I'm, listen, I'm a little guy. So I I understand that sometimes I wish I was taller. Like, it'd be cool to walk around and look at the top of people's heads. Like, that shit <laughs> to think about. So maybe one of his things is like, dude, I'm athletic. I should be able to do this, but I'm cursed with this large body that I can't do like a somersault with a flip. I can physically do it, but gravity is a fucking cunt and it won't let me fucking do it. Fuck it. I'm doing it. So then you do it and it looks amazing, but it's the one time that you don't land it properly where people start going, you should be doing this anymore and then it makes you want to do it even more to take it back to lesnar lesnar was doing the shooting star press in ovw so when they came to the main roster hey i'm gonna do a shooting star press no you're not you're not doing a shooting star press and then every day can i do that nope can i do that nope can i do that well it's wrestlemania i got kurt i think i would do the shooting star press all right it's wrestlemania Main event for the title, sure. You could do a shooting star press. But I swear to God. <laughs> then he does a shooting star press and almost dies. Comes in the back. What did we learn today, Brock? No shooting star <laughs> press? No, no shooting star press. It's like the, it's like the family guy. What, what did he do wrong? And they're like, he did a shooting. He did a shooting. Star. Don't do a shooting star press, guys. Please. <laughs> what did you do wrong? I did a, you did a shooting star press, yes. <laughs> Please don't do a shooting star press when you're that big of a man. I, I uh, have so many friends in the industry who are large who every time they think to themselves man i i think i'll get a little bit more over if i and i'm like dude just don't do it because i'm telling you it's not going to work out the way you think and then lance archer drops himself on his fucking head on national television so i have a question because you do deal with a lot of indie guys and it just kind of triggered a thought in my head and it's one thing that i see that i noticed uh but i just really didn't have anyone to ask but i guess it makes sense to ask you are a lot of these guys practicing in the mirror? Practicing in the mirror, what, promos? They're gimmicks. They're gimmicks. They're promos. The way that they, all of this is important when it comes to wrestling. The way that you walk, the way that you talk, the way that you look at the camera. Absolutely. The way, are they practicing this stuff in the mirror? The ones who do are signed to television. And the okay. Ones and that's why I was asking because there are some people that just look so awkwardly out of place like they seem like they got it there's someone in particular that's on the uh, on facebook that i've seen and i'm not going to say his name because i don't want it to come off as a slight or anything like that but there's someone in particular i go okay decent size body but it could be okay sure you know a little bit more effort and solid up a little bit that's just a cosmetic thing but like the movement and 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 the way that they move a little bit and the way that they talk just seems very like I'm happy to be here and not more like I'm supposed to be here. And like being here or not being here isn't even a question. I'm doing this. And it it came to me, it came to my head, like, are these guys practicing this stuff or are they just getting booked for these shows and they're just going out and having fun? Cause there's nothing wrong with that either. I don't want to make it sound like a bad thing, which is why I'm not saying who I saw that sparked that thought, but I don't know. I just, you just said something you said, reminding me of that question. I'm like, are these guys actually practicing and like literally setting up a mirror and walking or recording themselves walk and just go, 
no, nah, I, I look a little like out of touch there. Let me let me try to do something with my walk here or let me look more natural here because it feels like if they just took a little bit more time to practice some of that shit, it would come off a lot cleaner. No. <laughs> uh, there you go. There's no. a short version of it. No. And yeah. that's why um, there's a lot of people who I call friend and I am their friend. And I like them as people uh, that I don't recommend for anything. Whenever the companies that I work for, when they go, hey, do you know a guy who can do this? Do you have a referee? Do you have a ring announcer? Do you have a wrestler or a tag team that can do ABC? And mm-hmm. I get asked all the time because they know that if I pitch someone, it's good quality. Right. And I've established that with my career where if I pitch someone, they're going to be dope. And the reason it got like that is because I don't pitch everybody. Even if you're my best friend in the fucking world, if you're due to what you do and you're not even trying to get better at it, I'm not pitching you. Right. It doesn't make so, any sense. So I don't know. I, I don't know how I got off onto there that. Are a but lot since of we're... people, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, you got me started. I got me. No, started. no. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. There's go. a lot of people. When you said there's a lot of people who look like they're happy to be here, that's because that's what it is. They grew up watching wrestling, and that's okay. I don't I mean it is and it isn't because it, when you but if your desire seriously, then it's but I I see what you're saying. And before you go ham on the people that feel that way, I just want to say that that is okay. If you if you're good enough to get booked in a place and you're just in the moment and, and you know you won't make it to the WWE or whatever the case may be, and you just want to enjoy it and have fun, that's okay. <laughs> well, it's I know okay. This very here's, here's the thing. It's, it is it is okay. Just get the fuck away from me. I, and, and I respect that. And, and, and I don't want that to sound like a slight, but I like being around people that give a shit about this. 100%. You know me. I've obsessed over this business my entire life. I understand So that. when yep. I meet someone who just found it a few years ago and they just wanted to try it, it upsets me. Right. Because I'm like, you know how hard I worked to get in here and you came in off the street. And but that's on the here. promoter. Well, see, I use promoter in quotations these days because a lot of these people are the same. Right. There's two groups of people. The people who grew up watching this and thought it would be really cool to try. And then there are those who grew up watching this and really want to do it, but they were afraid of boo-boos. So I'd rather do it the other way, which is buy my way in. Because the industry got to a point. Where you, there was once a point where you couldn't, you couldn't get into this business if you wanted to. You, you, there were schools that would turn you away. Right. That's how I got in, into the business. I, the first time I tried to get in, I was told no. Right, Johnny Rods. I bring that name all the time. I was too small. I couldn't take the pounding or whatever the case. And he wasn't wrong, but that's what he told me. You know, they used to turn people away. Now, nobody will tear you, turn you away. I know five or six schools off the top of my head that are filled with close to 30 or 40 students who will never be in this industry in five years. They're right. garbage, and they will never understand this industry, and they will never get it. But they're taking your money. And they're yeah. taking your dreams. And that's why the industry is filled with so many of these people that are just, quote, happy to be there because they don't see this as something for them down the line. They grew yeah. up watching it. It's a lot of fun to do. Yeah, the injuries suck and the wrong travel is all not so good. But you know what? I'm hanging with the boys, the camaraderie. They're networking. A lot of people work shows just to say to their friends, I'm a pro wrestler. When the definition of a pro wrestler is someone who consistently gets paid for their work, who 
makes an effort to further their career, meaning not just changing your body or your diet, but actually the way you market yourself, the way that you get yourself out there, the way that you promote yourself to promoters. You're an independent contractor when you're an independent wrestler. I can work for any promoter I want, so long as the promoter wants to actually work with me. Right. right? They, we agree to a, a, a lump sum in which I will be paid for my services. In return, not only do I wrestle the match, but I help promote the event by either sharing promotional material on social media or um, doing promotional videos, promos, to promote <clears throat> the idea that you're going to be on this card wrestling this person at this company, blah, 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 blah. That's how indie wrestling works. But there are people who take the bumps and buy the clothes and they don't know how to cut a promo. They don't even learn. They don't even want to try. They just want to get booked on the card and wrestle a match so they can sit in the locker room and talk to the boys. It is the same people who wear when you're on an indie company and they book a name like a Tommy Dreamer or a Sabu or a Shane Douglas or something like something somebody you grew up watching when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the locker room and you're like the opening match. You're garbage, some backyard tard, whatever. But you spend the whole day in the locker room because that's where the stars are. So you're taking all the photos and you're basically getting autographed. You're a fan who got in. Essentially is what it is. You took a few bumps just so that you were allowed to be inside the locker room and be a fan. Mm -hmm. That's all that it really is for a lot of people. Right. So when you ask the question, do indie guys really practice? They really don't. They go through the motions in the ring. They go to the schools. They do what they're told to do, which a lot of these schools are butt. They don't know how to train you. They're just showing you things you didn't know. So it gives you the impression that you're doing all the right things. Right. Not teaching you how to exist in this industry. They'll show you how to fall down without dying, but they're not going to show you how to thrive in this industry, who to talk to, how to talk to people, how to market yourself, what a good gimmick for you would be. Something as simple, like you said earlier, about a walk. How you walk to the ring, how you present yourself. Do you hit a turnbuckle? What kind of music are you coming to the ring with? Is it your favorite music or is it music that fits your character? Is right. it music that the audience will <clears throat> I right. don't like the wild thing song for John Moxley. Fucking I don't hate think it. it fits. It but, breaks it it breaks my immersion on him. Right, right. It does for me too. But that's not to say that the people in the audience don't dig it. Right. Now, exactly. They dig it because of the song. Nostalgia. It's the nostalgia of the song. They're not digging it because it's Moxley and the song fits. They're digging it because they like Moxley and there happens to be a really cool song that they like playing at the same time. Right. But so it works. It works. Right. I don't like it. I wouldn't do it. But it works. And right. that's what people in independent wrestling don't get. I've seen people dressed like fucking goth individuals with the Jankos and the piercings and the tattoos and they come out to like fucking R&B music. I don't understand how any of that shit connects. But that's what people do and it gets upset. And to tie it back to what we're talking about here as far as the big men in wrestling and what works and what doesn't work. If you're six foot something, 300 pounds, even if you're not big muscularly, if you just got a big frame and a big guy, you're expected to do certain things. On a safety level, forget wrestling for a second. If you're if you were talking about whether or not a big man should be flying in the air or doing this or doing that, from a safety perspective, you have a job to do in that ring. It's called being a base. A lot of the quote-unquote protection 
that you hear wrestlers tell you about protecting ourselves, protecting our opponent, the larger man in the ring is usually in charge of that. Even if it's slight, if you got two guys in there, if you got Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle in the ring, the guy in charge of protection is Kurt. Now, Kurt's not a big guy, but he's bigger than Shawn. Mm-hmm. So his job is the protection part. Sean's job is not to fucking kill his protector. You understand what I'm saying? In this match between Archer and Kingston, Kingston's a pretty big guy. Nine times out of ten, I'm sure he's the protector. But in this match, he is supposed to be the one being protected by Archer because he's a larger man. And Archer's coming up to the top rope to throw his whole body upside down. Do you see where the malfunction is in this rotation? That's why I'm telling people, just because you can doesn't mean you should. You should, right. There are occasions where you can. <clears throat> but this is not the... If Archer had never done a moonsault in his entire fucking career, on television anyway, let's say he's been nailing the moonsault in practice and at the training facility, nailing it, but he hasn't done it on television, and he's just waiting for a nice big spot to break this shit out. Let's mm-hmm. say it was all out, which is like their big WrestleMania pay-per-view. He's got the championship match. Archer's going upstairs. He's going to break out a moonsault? I've never seen that. He fucking jumps off, does the moonsault, lands right on his fucking head, right? You can sell that. You can sell that, and you can go, oh, he almost killed himself there. He almost hurt himself. But that's what he's willing to do to win the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. You can spin that, and you can say, well, look what he's pulling out all the stops. <clears throat> and that's the, reco- that's the recovery portion it, here. He does that's, it every week. That's the recovery portion you're talking about. Imagine the payout where he does do it once at a big pay-per-view and lands it. Now you just catapulted yourself at a higher level off of one fucking move that you know how to do and never do it again. Like yeah. You're just fucking done. He does it every fucking week. So there's right. no way. For anyone to cap to to cover for you, the commentators are going to say what they're going to say, but the audience is not going to buy it because they've personally seen you do that fucking moonsault a thousand fucking times. Right. So they know that you can do it. So instead of he's desperate, he's trying to win. He's an idiot because I've seen you do it ten times in a row and you just fucked up. That means you're done now. Right. And what are the commentators going to say? Oh, he slipped. No, whatever they say, it doesn't matter. You're caught. Right. I don't know. I don't know, man. Just that's something that just popped into my head when you were talking about it. So I figure I asked. So, yeah, we got to be smart about the way that we perform in our matches. That's all I'm saying. The only reason why I brought it up. I heard he's doing okay, so we should be good on that front. But I hope somebody finally grabbed him after that. It's like, okay, can we... Can we, we not up on these? Can we, can we not Because you're going to die. Ah, speaking of death, unfortunately, we have to mourn the death of one of the greatest professional wrestling companies in the world. And I know people are going to say, hey, they're not dead. They're coming back in April. Nigga, they're dead. They're dead. They've slowed their heartbeat down. What was it that uh, Nick Fury said? Slowed my heartbeat down to one beat per minute. Gives the appearance of death. That's what... Ring of Honor has done here. Uh, They released a statement a few days ago. I'm going to read the statement out so everybody knows what we're talking about. They released it all over their social media in picture form, but I'll read it out. Throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. 
We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. This year will culminate with a final battle in December, and we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine Ring of Honor. ROH has been the most de- has has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize Ring of Honor. Underline that word, folks. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product and a pr- and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. So for all of you who were shitting on NXT 2.0, get ready for ROH 2.0 <laughs> as we get down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, a lot of people on the inside have been talking about this. I mean, and I mean insiders. I mean wrestlers, writers, promoters, journalists, people on the inside have been talking about this whole situation like pretty much this company has folded and is done. Now, obviously, they're talking about a rebrand. They're talking about reconceptualizing what Ring of Honor is. People make the joke, I made the joke about NXT 2.0, but I actually think it leans more along the lines of when Impact Wrestling left TNA behind. When it was no longer TNA and it became Impact Wrestling and they just wanted to change things up because they had realized that they weren't going to be able to live up to the legacy of what TNA was anymore. They couldn't be that anymore. They had to be something else. So they decided they were going to change some things around. Ring of Honor is going to go down as one of the best wrestling promotions this business has ever had. It opened its doors in 2002. It it really brought people together. Once once the Attitude Era was pretty much coming to a close, those hardcore fans had to go somewhere, and Ring of Honor tended to be where it was. I'll make the argument all day, every day, that while TNA had its moments, Ring of Honor consistently has always been a better promotion. So that's why I always kind of make the, the, the comparison there ever since I've heard about this reconceptualization. Ring of Honor was the first wrestling show that my wife ever attended. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my one-year anniversary gift was a Ring of Honor show. That's how I. That's how she lasted 18 years, folks. That's how you start off a goddamn relationship. But uh, I've always been a fan of Ring of Honor. Even, even to be honest with you, in its later years, I know we didn't talk about it too much here on the show, but we, we've we given them their props. As a matter of fact, during the pandemic, we went through how many episodes with their pure title tournament, and we talked about what they were doing with that and bringing back some of that old school flavor to Ring of Honor and introducing us to all these different talents, the way that they told their stories and got their characters over. That was a massive undertaking, and they really, really tried. But I don't think it got over the way that they wanted it to and definitely not the way that they needed it to. Uh, they haven't been generating any real serious funds, apparently, for a while. Uh, it was a very nice way of saying, you know, we haven't done live events in 18 months. That, to me, screams they haven't made money in a year and a half. And so while they've been paying everyone regularly, they haven't been taking in any income. So I do applaud them for keeping the individuals on the payroll as long as they have. That probably saved the livelihoods of so many people. But the end result apparently ended up being that right now we're going to, it's Halloween right now. We've got November 1st tomorrow. They've got a final battle pay-per-view they have scheduled for sometime in December. So about one more month. 
And I guess the contracts will carry them over Christmas, which, again, good guy Ring of Honor, keeping the families paid throughout Christmas. That's cool. Uh, but they're pretty much done. They've officially released all all their talent. I've never seen a mass releasing like this where it's the whole the whole roster. Um, so everyone apparently on this roster is free to move wherever they want and do whatever they want. They're not being held to their exclusivity clauses in their contracts. They can make money wherever they wish to make money at until other matters are discussed and they have a plan in place. That doesn't necessarily mean that a lot of these guys aren't coming back in April, but I don't think Ring of Honor knows who's coming back in April. It's going to be question marks across the board. So I wanted to bring this up. I know you had mentioned to me earlier that you're you're not really all that versed in Ring of Honor, but you do have you did attend a few of those events. Any memories that come out from those events that you did attend? Mm, not really off the top of my head. Like going to them was just another wrestling event for me. It wasn't like holy shit, I'm going to ROH. Like I I have wrestling memories, but I couldn't tell you if those were ROH events. Like that's for so for me, like I'm hearing this, I'm seeing this, it sounds sad and all that good stuff. And I know it's huge and people are, you know, really sad about it or whatever the case may be. But hey man, all I can say about this situation is if there's any time for someone out there who really does Talk that shit about ROH and like it. That was a perfect time to start something like a GoFundMe or something. <laughs> because honestly, like just to hear that they didn't let anybody go through one of the troubling times for a wrestler uh, that happened in history uh, only to self-sacrifice and, and get to the point where they couldn't even maintain themselves. They sacrificed themselves for the for the for the grade of the many and you you don't see any company fuck wrestling you see no company do that because it's suicide and and this is an example of that so it would actually be way more disheartening for some people to not even attempt to try anything to help support the company and i'm not talking about the company coming out with t-shirts and you buying them I mean, you guys stepping the fuck up and doing something. The wrestlers maybe holding an event for a fundraiser or something like that to just at least at the minimum fucking say thank you for what they're what they have done to the wrestling culture to allow these people to stay on contract when they weren't really even producing. I mean, it's not their fault that they weren't producing, so they hopefully they don't take produce. it up. Yeah, exactly. Right, they're not allowed to produce. It's not a slight on them or that they're bad people. They were legally not allowed to produce. So you are producing zero product, okay, and they are paying you full. If you aren't up in arms right now trying to do anything you can for that company, and I mean everyone that is on that contract, then I don't see anything wrong with the people who cut people when they have to because of business and sacrificing the people for the business and those who don't understand that hopefully this is a good example to us why you shouldn't because i promise you all this talking i'm seeing i and i may just be ignorant to it maybe it is out there and i don't know but if there isn't shit happening right now to at least help pay some of that back to the company that helped carry you through a show or something like that then there's no reason to sacrifice yourself for anybody. And that's what I'm getting from this anyways. So, Well, business-wise, this you, you made a comment earlier. You said, well, no business does this, and this is why. Because yeah, now this is why. It, this is what ends up happening is you sacrificed, you sacrificed how many months for several years? 
and the hardest time for let's let's not skim over that people not not you i mean just the people in general if you're not a wrestler you won't understand what was going on and you have complete your all your bread is coming from one thing and now you're not allowed to do it yeah it's not even that you can't you're not allowed you're to not allowed do to do it and, and there were other wrestlers that yeah. didn't have that luxury yeah that roh provided yeah that so. there, there were a lot of people who didn't get that opportunity and they were able to still work and they were able to still do their thing and they're being allowed now to do that you know, this company, even right now, in the face of apparent death, is still trying to play the nice guy role. We're still going to pay you till Christmas. You know, we'll give you the holidays to keep the income coming in. We'll give you the opportunity to work with other companies to circumvent whatever finances that we're not able to cover at the moment. And But then we're going to have to make decisions on our own end. Right. Which is smart, but what decisions? So... Joe Coff, who is the COO, I think I sent you the interview, but if you didn't read it, that's fine, because I'm not going to go over tooth and nail the whole thing. But Joe Coff, who is the COO of Ring of Honor, he works with them very hands-on. And I, as most of you probably know, or some of you don't, Ring of Honor technically is owned by the Sinclair Broadcasting Company, technically speaking. That's one of the reasons why it's very hard to call them an independent company, because they're owned by a national television service which obviously a lot of independent companies don't have access to. But Joe Coff, in an interview with Mike Johnson from PWI Insider, uh, the links are available online if you want to go check it out. Mike's the man, a friend of the show, um, so support him. He does a lot of great shit. He, when you, Whenever I say journalist and I pro, pick up my quotation marks, uh, I'm not referring to Mike. Mike does his thing. Mike is very, very good uh, at what he does. Friend of the show, like I said, I've met him quite a few times. A lot of shows that I had. Uh, almost got him on the show as a guest once. I'm still planning on trying to make that happen because uh, he's the PWI guy. So, I mean, you want to talk about news, inside information, he's the source. Uh, so if I can get him on here, that'd be really, really awesome. But he was the one who sat down with Joe Coff the other day trying to get more information out of him. And Joel was good. He was smart. He's not trying to reveal his hand so much as far as the future goes, but he was very good at explaining some of the things that are going on now. And he used the analogy of Ring of Honor 2.0. I think it was tongue-in-cheek. I think he knew what he was doing. I knew people were going to hear that and go, uh-oh. But even though it might not be as goofy as whatever the fuck that shit is on Tuesday night, it's going to be different. They have to try something else because the business plan as it is is not working out. And by April, maybe then, they'll be able to figure out a more standard plan. But there's a word in the medical industry that is even worse in the business industry, and that word is hemorrhage. And they've mm. been hemorrhaging money for almost two years. So they're at a point now. I don't know. Hemorrhaging in the medical industry is kind of bad, too. It's kind of bad, but <laughs> they, don't, they don't take it nearly as bad as the, as the business industry does. Well, you tell, a person, you tell a person sitting on a bed that he's hemorrhaging, and they might not panic. That crazy because they don't understand exactly what that means. How, how bad is it? What are we talking about? Am I going to die? Am I sick? They don't know. You tell a banker, you tell a CEO, his company is hemorrhaging money. He will fucking jump off the roof. He's like, I would rather end it all right now than hemorrhage. Yeah. You know, there's some panic in medical, but there is outright just, oh no, in fucking the business world. And they've been hemorrhaging money, and I'll give them credit. They've been hemorrhaging with a smile on their face. They know that they're hemorrhaging. They're they're the ones who caused the because hemorrhage. It, yeah, 
they're the ones who put it there. So they, well, they but 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 they're justified in it. They yeah. they know like look we we feel good that we took care of our people and that's what's happening. Right. So, but now we need to take care of us. And I think yes. I think this statement was perfect because right now amongst fans and amongst people in the industry, there's not anger. There is not outrage. There is not frustration. Uh, right now, there's sadness, if anything, because everyone involved knows exactly what you just said. They sacrificed for so many people. And for the people that they sacrificed for, they probably feel really, really bad that that's what it came down to. But at the same time, it was, you know, it was what was needed. Right. You know, so while, yes, it stinks and we're going to lose something that we're, you know, think about the Briscoes. They were there. They, the Jay Briscoe had the first match in Ring of Honor history. And he woke up the other day and heard this news. And now he knows that December 26th, the day after Christmas, he will no longer be a member of the Ring of Honor roster. And I don't know how that's going to sit with him. Right. Because he, all of the blood, all of the sweat, all of the tears of all the wrestlers on planet Earth who will sit there and say, yeah, I helped build this. No one, that is not a more true statement than with the Briscoes. Can you right. imagine if they folded? Let's say they don't come back in April and they fold. You know what? We're just going to cut our losses. The Briscoes were there from day one to the last day. They were there when the ship set sail and they were there when the ship went into the museum. They were there right. every single step of the way. They did not take WWE's money. They did not take TNA's money. They they stayed. And that's incredible to think about. That so many people have, you know, sacrificed and built so much uh, with Ring of Honor. And I think Ring of Honor understood that. That's why mm-hmm. they did what they did. Right. You know, they've done so much for us. We're going to do this for them. But then we're going to have to figure something out. So, it's it's this is more sad than anything else because this the words you know this is going to be reimagined, reconceptualized. It's going to be a different Ring of Honor. That's sad. You know I love the fact that CM Punk stepped up. He spoke publicly about it and shared some memories and spoke about all the good times he had with Ring of Honor and and how it's so sad that this company is go and and you know and somebody made a good point. I can't believe it myself that I didn't put that together. Someone said if you would have told me ten years ago. That TNA would outlive Ring of Honor, I'd have called you crazy. Because TNA is always the company that was on the verge of going out of business. You never mm-hmm. heard this stuff about Ring of Honor. And now here we are. And, you know, Impact did the same thing. They kept their contracts together, but they've got a little bit more money coming in than Ring of Honor did. You know, they're right. owned by a TV company, but that doesn't mean the TV company is going to allocate all of its resources toward the one product. No. But they did that momentarily now they're paying the price for it but they they did try that so uh i wanted to bring it up me personally because uh of what it meant to me that company and i look forward to seeing where to be honest with you because i haven't been to one of their shows in a long time and i can't sit here and be hypocritical and tell everyone yeah i'm sad that they're closing up but you know what i wasn't following it either not hard like i used to way back in the day and I think that's just because there's just so many moving parts and there's no consistency to it. And, you know, it just doesn't flow as well. It's not as easily accessible to me. It's not as hey, convenient. Who knows? Maybe this new resurgence, maybe they have a plan. Maybe they go, look, 
We feed everybody, everybody till here. People can go work. Let's let them go work. Now let's take care of us. Let's re let's take the money we got left. Let's restructure this and then bring some of these people back in a new structure that is a little bit more palatable to the current meta of wrestling or, or, you know, the way TV works and all that good stuff. Who knows? This could be a good thing for them. It could be. It could be. That's op- that's, well, that's thinking that's, positively. That's, that's that yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's already not a bad. It's, it's not a good sign when you say that you're going to reconceptualize, you're going to reimage, but yet your April pay per view is still called Supercard of Honor, because that just that's more of a tease. That's more of the old shit. So maybe maybe that name alone uh, mm-hmm. was just something they threw out there for comfort purposes. Maybe that name will change and it'll be something different. Because I think the uh, uh, the very first show they had was entitled "The Era of Honor Begins." So maybe we could see something like rebirth or something like that, to where it signifies some sort of restart. Who knows? Uh, you know, if somebody yeah. else brought it up. Who knows if there'll still be Ring of Honor? Who knows if there'll still be ROH? Maybe they'll have another name. Maybe they'll have. You know, right now, Hunter Johnson, otherwise known as Delirious, he's the creative mind behind Ring of Honor. He's one of the bookers. They mentioned him in the whole deal and how he's taking everything and he's going to be working with Ring of Honor moving forward to be a part of his reimagining. But maybe that's for transitional purposes. Maybe they bring in another creative guy to come in and do something different with the guys. Right. Who knows? Maybe it's time for some of these veterans to try other waters. You know, a lot of people have been saying, you know, with the Ring of Honor out of the way, maybe this is a good way to get Jay Lethal back on TV. Or, like I said earlier about the Briscoes, they've been there since day one. Maybe it's time for them to branch out and do something else. Who knows? Right. So it, it, the door is open for a lot of different things, and we'll see how this shapes itself out. I plan moving forward to stay a little bit more on top of Ring of Honor just for the sake of I just want to see how what these steps even look like. Mm-hmm. and what they're going to be doing down the line. So I'm curious. If their plan was to put this statement out and get some attention, they got it because I'm going to be paying a little bit more attention to them, especially in January when I have the time to pay attention to everything because I don't have to pay. I don't have the time to pay attention to a goddamn thing right now. Right. So, yeah, so that's that. So, yeah, so Ring of Honor made that announcement, and we're going to be keeping tabs on that. We'll be updating you guys along the way as to how that that's going to go. So that has been our... Halloween episode, so to speak. It's 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 been a thing. Um, on November, God damn it, I lost track of. Oh, okay, I'm the twentieth. Okay, so November twentieth, which is a Sunday, I have. I just uh, I think I told you off the air. I I just updated my shit to fucking Windows eleven, and everything's all over the goddamn place. Okay, twentieth. That's a Saturday. Okay. I have a show Saturday the 20th. I will be in New Jersey with the Blood Brothers, <clears throat> excuse me, on the 20th. And House of Glory. Yep. On uh November 12th. That's a Friday. Okay. House of Glory uh returns to the NYC Arena in Jamaica Queens on November 12th. Big card. A lot of returning hog superstars, as well as some guests, Juventud Guerrero, Will Ospreay, in the big dream match with Amazing Red. I don't say dream match, because they've already wrestled each other, but dream match for House of Glory, I guess. 
Big right. return for House of Glory. I no longer am affiliated with them, but got a bunch of friends there, and one of them wants to come on the show and talk about the upcoming event. So next week, uh, I'd like to do something with that friend of mine. And it's not going to be a full-on interview. He won't be here for the full two hours like we usually do, but definitely want him to come on, and we'll talk a little House of Glory in the upcoming event, and then we'll do some other stuff. But cool. Yeah, so we'll be able to do that next week. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And, of course, thank you guys for enjoying episode 210. Jesus Christ, we're running, we're running a lot of episodes. So... Thank you guys for checking it out. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you'd like to sew, buy some mugs, t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats to house, phone cases, go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. This still keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me. So stop listening. But but he's actually wearing me, so I won't fight.